0: May your knowledge of God's grace in Christ cause you to abound in love and faithfulness. Amen. You all know these books, right? I've got in front of me LinkedIn for Dummies. It's that book series with the yellow and black cover, the smiling guy with the messy hair, the big eyes. There's a lot of these. I tried to find out how many of them there are. I couldn't find one specific number. I got anything from 600-plus to over 2,000 titles in the Four Dummies series. It's an effective title for the series, isn't it? Four Dummies communicates the purpose of these books well. You know you aren't going to be opening up something highly technical, jargon-filled, that will only benefit someone who already understands the subject matter. This is baseline, start from scratch, teach me how to do something totally new. Again, the book I've got here is LinkedIn for Dummies. LinkedIn is this online resume website. It's a place for professionals to connect with others in their profession and find out about job openings or industry news. If you'd never heard of LinkedIn, LinkedIn for Dummies would be the place to get you started. Still... Is the title a little off-putting? Because you're admitting by opening this book, I'm a dummy, at least as far as LinkedIn goes. I need guidance. I lack experience. I don't know anything. In Proverbs 9, our Old Testament reading, my sermon text today, we find this really interesting metaphor. The abstract concept of wisdom is personified as a rich woman setting out a banquet, she prepares meat, Proverbs 9 2. The Hebrew words there literally say that she slaughters. She's taking a choice animal from her herd, butchering it, getting a gourmet main course ready. To accompany that, she's mixing wine. In the ancient Near East, wine was often mixed with flavor enhancing additives ground pepper, honey, various fruits. The overall image we're meant to understand here is a luxurious, high class banquet. Imagine showing up to a private birthday party for Mark Zuckerberg or Jeff Bezos. That's what we're talking about here. As the last preparations are made, Lady Wisdom sends out servants to bring in the guests. And when everything is ready, she herself leaves her house, goes to stand in the public square in the highest point of the city, and starts calling out her invitation. Verse 4, Let all who are simple come to my house. Is that an invitation that interests you? It is if you're simple. The Hebrew word there means unexperienced, unaware of the way the world works and of how you should live in it. In contrast, wisdom is having that knowledge about the world and having knowledge of how to put your knowledge into practice. It's head knowledge lived out. That's wisdom. The simple person doesn't have that, and Lady Wisdom, as she cries out inviting the simple into her banquet, is offering them that. Again, do you think you need that? Do you think that you need instruction about the world, about how it works, about your place in it? Do you think you're simple? Or is Lady Wisdom's invitation to your ears the same as if I gave LinkedIn for dummies to someone who's on LinkedIn every day, who's connecting to people in their industry and already hearing about new jobs, new opportunities? That person doesn't need these instructions. They're not LinkedIn simple. Are we world simple? Do we need a book called Life for Dummies? Let's look at the evidence. All kinds of things would go into wise living, right? We're just going to look at two this morning. In our Ephesians reading, chapter 5, starting at verse 15, Paul, the pastor and missionary, tells Christians to be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. What would that look like? He goes on and says a lot of things about wise living in this whole chapter, but in our section this morning, we have just two pieces of counsel from him. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. Two things that Paul says would play into the holistic picture of a good, wise life. Don't get drunk. Give thanks to God. Paul isn't setting up a teetotaling, no-alcohol rule for Christians with that first piece of counsel. In our Proverbs reading, wisdom is positively pictured as setting out delicious wine for her invited guests. God never tells Christians that drinking alcohol is sin. Jesus' first miracle was making wine for a party. Not just little sipping glasses, but six big stone jars, maybe 20 gallons apiece. Reading Paul here as prohibiting alcohol misses his own clarification. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Not that the wine itself is sinful, but the drunkenness which leads to debauchery is. Drunkenness leads too often to choices we shouldn't have made. Places we shouldn't have been. Paul's second piece of advice for wise living. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. Be thankful to God. Maybe you've heard people talk about, seen articles on the importance of practicing gratitude. There was a University of Miami study in the last couple years looking at this practice. The researchers set up three test groups. One group wrote weekly about things they were grateful for that had occurred during the week. Second group wrote about irritations, things that had displeased them during that week. The third simply wrote about events that had affected them, just journaling, no emphasis on positive or negative. After 10 weeks, those who wrote about gratitude were more optimistic and felt better about their lives. Both of these things do indeed sound like they'd be wise ways to live in the world, right? Be thankful for what we have. Focus on the positive. Be self-controlled, whether that means avoiding drunkenness or keeping control of ourselves in other areas. These are things that would objectively benefit us, that would improve our quality of life and our relationships and even our mental health. But we don't do these things, do we? We aren't always thankful. We don't practice gratitude well. We focus on negative things, irritations, setbacks. Then how do we deal with that? I know, you know, maybe by experience, that alcohol can be something people seek out to dull this negativity, to shut it all down. We're discontent, so we dull ourselves. And then we wake up and we find nothing has changed, so we sink even deeper down. We see nothing to be thankful for, no reason to practice gratitude, and we pull back from the world outside ourselves even further, numbing ourselves with alcohol or drugs or porn or hours of TV. We're not wise, we're dummies. We're such dummies that even though we have here, in God's word, a copy of Life for Dummies, a guide to fulfilled and content and functionally wise living, we can't and don't put it into practice. Lady Wisdom's banquet invitation is not restricted to people who have things figured out. Let's hear her crying out from the high point of the city again. Let all who are simple come to my house. To those who have no sense, she says, Come, eat my food and drink the wine I have mixed. When we read about what wise living looks like in the Bible, and in many cases our own consciences confirm that we know these things to be true, Our natural assumption is to think that we'll earn our entrance into God's presence, earn a relationship with him by following those rules. We'll earn our meal ticket, we'll earn our seat at Wisdom's Banquet by being wise. We assume that God wants the company of the wise and the learned, the good people. The gospel of Jesus Christ turns those assumptions completely on their head. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the message which proclaims that before we even knew what the rules of wise living a life that honors God, before we even knew what those rules are or how to follow them, God saved us. The letter of the Romans, chapter 5, God demonstrates his own love for us in this, while we were still sinners, simple, foolish, unwise, self-interested, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still simple, unaware of our place in the world God made, Jesus Christ, who is the wisdom of God, 1 Corinthians one twenty-four. he invited us into the Father's Banquet. He sat us down and set himself before us. Himself, the bread of everlasting life. Food that feeds not just the body, but the soul. Food that guarantees such abundant life that even if we should die, he will raise us up on judgment day to live with him forever. And now that's where we find ourselves. Simple people, dummies, sitting in the house that wisdom built. That's church. Churches for dummies. Not church in the sense of this particular place, this brick-and-mortar building, but church in the sense of the group of people called together by God over the whole history of the world, people of every tribe and nation and race and language, all of us, every last one, dummies. Unable to carry out God's laws as we should, unable to live the wise lives that we ought to, and here we are, gathered together, eating and drinking forgiveness. That's what makes church special, unique. The Christian church, as it exists here and everywhere, is the place where you get forgiven. I could stand up here all day long and tell you, getting drunk is bad, have self-control, be thankful. You know what, you can go and listen to a TED Talk on YouTube if that's what you want. Let me offer you instead the real meat and wine of God's wisdom today, bread of life. You're forgiven. You're forgiven. And now here you sit in Wisdom's house, the church. It's built up with seven pillars, Proverbs 9 says. Some interpreters take that as a reference to the Holy Spirit, who is often connected to the number seven in Scripture. Notice something about this place. You're not alone here. Wisdom's invitation is not singular to one individual. It's plural. Let all who are simple come to my house. The end result of the Holy Spirit's working through the Word of God is not simply that you have this one-on-one, personal, individual relationship with your Savior. That is something He does, but beyond that, the Holy Spirit calls you into a community. He joins us together into what in some places the Scriptures call God's temple, in other places the body of Christ. In this community, we gather together around Wisdom's banquet. We talk to one another. We forgive. We are forgiven. We counsel one another. That's what wisdom is talking about as our text ends. Leave your simple ways and you will live. Walk in the way of insight. Walk together. Preach the gospel of forgiveness to one another. Correct and encourage one another. Live in community as God's children. All of that happens as we gather around the Word together and then take its teachings with us back out into the world. Right now in Bible class, we're studying the pilgrimage psalms, psalms for believers as they live out in the world. And I want to encourage you, as you're able, to come to Bible class. Share with your brothers and sisters here your experiences, the ways that law and gospel have played into your life, the ways that you have seen wise living in light of the gospel bear lasting fruit we're all dummies who need one another. And church is for all of us dummies. Amen.